commence primary ignition. This is where the fun begins. What is up, all of you? Ugnots and Jawas out there, and welcome back to yet again another episode of Mando Talk. I am your host, as always, Caleb Keller, and we've got, of course, another Andor episode breakdown. This time we've got episode nine, Nobody's Listening, but we know somebody's listening to this podcast because, like I always like to say, our Mando Talkian crew is strong. And I greatly appreciate that. If you want to help us continue to get stronger and grow, here's some things that you need to do. Hop on over to YouTube and subscribe to that YouTube channel if you have not done so already for more exclusive Star Wars content. Also, if you need an audio fix only, say life has you busy, we're on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcast, you name it. Just look up Mando Talk, a Star Wars podcast. We'll be there. Leave us a five-star rating, the like buttons, the subscribe buttons, the follow buttons, all of those different buttons to ensure that we are in your podcast feeds. Also, if you want more Mando Talk, make sure you follow us on social medias at Mando Mando Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and join our Discord. Link is down in the description if you want to have some more one-on-one conversations with the boys here at Mando Talk. Well, I went ahead and knocked all of those plugs out, so now we can dive straight into Andor Episode 9 titled Nobody's Listening. Let's do our breakdown. Like I always do, I'll definitely share the episode as we go linearly. And then I'll share my overall opinions, thoughts, basically as we go, but definitely when we get to the end as well. And I do want to, for this episode, have an apology or send an apology to our YouTube viewers. Life's kind of crazy in the Keller household right now. We are currently preparing for our arrival of our newborn son. As I'm recording this, It is a maximum of a week away. A week away, we're going to have our son here in the flesh. So the podcast may need to pause for a little bit as far as me making sure that I am being the best father that I can be, transitioning into that lifestyle. Mando Talk's not going anywhere, though. We'll definitely continue to crank out some podcast episodes, but definitely the lifestyle of being a father is taking over as my primary function right now coming soon so this may be the last time you hear from me in a couple of weeks few weeks we'll see we'll play it by ear but if you want updates on that again just follow us on social medias and i'll continue to keep you updated on there so anyway i wanted to apologize to our youtube viewers because there's no visual of me on camera for this episode i'm just doing kind of like a slideshow format with this one because it's just craziness can't really get video going but that is a-okay we're still delivering the content regardless anyway I did want to get that apology in there. Okay, episode nine breakdown. Let's go. We start the episode off in Ferrix, where Bix is being interrogated by Dedra. 
Salman Pack has spilled some tea regarding his and Bix's communication with Luthen, including that he got the radio system by meeting a separatist woman who was interested in Ferrix for its unique position to acquire stolen Imperial equipment. Pack had met Luthen once before, turning him over to Bix, and that Bix has has had, excuse me, Bix has had six face-to-face meetings with Luthen. That was a reveal for me personally. I didn't know that information. Maybe it was like alluded to or teased at that Bix had had that many face-to-face meetings with Luthen. But that was news to me, and it was great to kind of get that backstory for Bix and see just how invested and how deep she is in this whole idea of rebellion. Dedra pretty much then gives a summary of the entire series so far of the events on Ferrix, and she continues to just figure everything out. Honestly, at this point, I think Dedra has, has kind of stolen the show, in my opinion. Personally, she's just crushing it. She had a ton of screen time in this week's episode, and this is now the third pod episode episode in a row where I'm saying Dedra is by far my favorite character on this show and I'm going to continue to say that as long as it's true. I think she is fantastic. One of my top tier Imperial officers to date. Bix won't fold so Dedra ends up calling on Dr. Gorst and we'll talk more about him in a second. We go to Narkina 5 for the first time in this episode next. Cassian's table is trying to win the day. Olaf, whose hand is beginning to hurt, is the next man to go home with only 41 days left to serve, to work. That's exciting. But man, we get a lot of things with Olaf, which leads to bad things. And again, we'll definitely get there. We go back to Ferrix, and Dr. Gorst begins his unique interview system with his technology that terrorizes Bix. This dude, the way that he looks, he just screams an absolute creep and psycho. And so as far as that actor portrayal goes and what that character ends up doing here fits the bill perfectly. He just screams mad scientist. Bix is absolutely terrorized. And the performance here by Bix's actress, I don't have that name pulled up with me right here, but it's fantastic. You can feel and you can sense the terror that she is going through during this scene during this unique interview system great moments i mean not great for the character of bix but great moments as far as acting and as far as getting the viewer fully engaged all right back to narkina 5 cassian pretends to take his quote-unquote run which i'm assuming is to use the restroom while on shift and begins to cut into some interior piping Don't really know what's going on there. We never really get any more details regarding that in this episode. But regardless, a new man then arrives to the floor. And it looks like Cassian is attempting to come up with a plan to get out or at least cause some havoc in the prison. And in my opinion, this is connecting back to something that Vel said to Cassian on Aldani. Cassian's kind of building his own rebellion. She said earlier in this series that everyone has their own rebellion. Here's Cassian's rebellion right now is is breaking out of this prison and, and rallying some troops and getting some people with him, getting some guys with him. So I thought that was just a cool connection, cool little character moment, I guess you could say, but maybe I'm diving too deep into that. But this is a breakdown after all. After all, this is a breakdown, right? So we got to do that. Things that move, it's revealed in this conversation that he has with another prisoner, things that move like lifts and elevators, they can't fry you. So I think that's going to be something that we come back to eventually. 
We go back to Ferrix. Bix has been through the ringer, and Dedra asks, when was the last time Bix spoke with Cassian? So obviously, Dedra is fixated on Cassian, very similarly to our boy, Cyril, who we'll definitely have some comments on later in this episode. Narkina 5. Back to Narkina 5. Olaf continues to struggle as he is not remembering recent conversations. It was at this moment, this is what, the second time we focus in on things going wrong with Olaf. It was at this moment where I knew, okay, this guy's not getting out of this episode. And spoiler alert, Olaf does not get out of this episode. And we definitely have some more allurements coming later throughout this episode that we're breaking down. Back to Ferex. Captain Tigo, man, we don't like this guy definitely don't like this guy, wants to hang Pack to send a message to the citizens as Bix is left in custody. Then we go to Coruscant. Great scene here with Mon Mothma. She is speaking in the Senate, standing against Pord and Imperial Overreach. No one is listening to her proposals as Mothma gets in her speeder after the fact. The driver reveals her female cousin has arrived at her residence. We'll come back to that in a second. Just real quickly, update on Narkina 5. Something is going down at the prison on level 2 that has everyone stir crazy in the glass hallways. Alarms begin to sound. Power gets fidgety. Kino goes off. And this was a great acting scene from Andy Serkis himself. I am so glad they decided to because we heard the reports, the rumors, the news Almost a year ago, I think it was actually over a year ago now at this point, that Andy Serkis was going to be in this series. So glad it was a new character. So glad it was a live performance because Andy Serkis is a great and phenomenal actor. And I'm so glad he's getting this opportunity to dive deeper into the Star Wars franchise. All right, back to Coruscant. Let's talk about this cousin that's visiting Mon Mothma. It's Vel. What a reveal. Probably should have seen this coming. We probably should have seen Vel being connected to this overall story even more so. But Vel is, in fact, Mon Mothma's cousin. She says she has been traveling for six months. As six months, as it seems like Mon knows Vel is working for Luthen. And Vel brings Lita a dress she is thoroughly excited about. And it was nice to see Lita happy for once. She's been kind of throwing some sass, you know, teenage sass, I guess, if you will, um, toward her mom. Not really to- toward her dad, but that's because Perrin, I think, is an absolute manipulator as far as a father goes. But anyway... She it was she was she was happy and it was just good to see. You know, every every child deserves happiness. It's nice to see that cousin Vel is coming through. Well, Mon Mothma's cousin Vel is coming through with a dress for Lita. Back to Narkina 5. Cassian is asking Kino if he has ever thought about escaping. He shoots it down as he has 217 shifts left, and Cassian wants to know what Kino knows as he continues to plot a way to get out. So this scene was all about just getting the mind or getting the idea idea in your mind that Kino is actually going to want to end up getting out of prison. So that's definitely something that we're going to get to. Coruscant, the ISB is having a meeting, and Dedra is sharing the knowledge she has learned. Bix shared a detailed list of Imperial equipment. She has moved to Dedra. She's the, the equipment that she's moved to Luthen. She shares that list to Dedra. They are beginning to connect Andor to Aldani because Cassian shaved. Come on. This is just another example of why if you have the ability to have a beard, just let it flow, man. Just let it flow. If he had just not clean shaven, 
obviously that would have gotten him in trouble because you got to be clean shaven as far as imperial officers go unless you just want to rock the mustache so he would have got caught but man if you had just kept it they wouldn't have been able to make this connection but that's also redundant because you probably wouldn't have been able to get by with your little costume or disguise there on Aldani. So anyway, anyway, just keep beards, gentlemen. Just keep beards if you have the ability to grow a nice one. That's just my opinion. I actually don't have an opinion on that. I'm sure you look phenomenal if you're a dude without without having a beard. I'm sure you look great. Anyway, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Their next piece of the puzzle is to get answers from Marva. That's going to hurt because I still believe that Marva is probably not going to make it out of this season. Uh, that's just me personally. Narkina 5, an entire unit was fried out, a.k.a. killed. Kino punches Melshi. And it looks like Kino is beginning to question things in this moment, which again, connecting to an earlier scene, great character moments here. He instructs his unit that this fry out is nothing more than a rumor and to keep their heads down until they know what is going on. Great stuff. Coruscant, surreal. Gosh, surreal. Surreal is back at his mother's house and she is searching his room, roasting him for what he's eating. And she's also digging into his quote unquote private box. To be quite frank, I don't want to know what's in Surreal's private box. I don't like this dude anymore. I, there was a moment there where I kind of saw where he was coming from, but man, I'm kind of just getting getting sick of this whole poutiness that he's got going on personally. But hey, if you like Surreal, that's fine. Let me know what you think of him. Down in the comments, if you're on YouTube, hop on over to socials if you're listening to our pods or, you know, Discord. Anyway. Surreal's mother is trying to guilt him for everything she has done for him. Surreal tells his mother that he has been promoted and the demands of his time will increase. I have a feeling when he said that, that he's actually going to be giving more time to his little side mission of Cassian Andor. But we'll see. We'll see. Back to Narkina 5, a scene dedicated to show Olaf's continued struggle with keeping up. Again, at this moment, I'm just thinking, gosh, they're dragging this thing out. This guy is not making it out alive of this episode. Quite unfortunate. Coruscant. Vel is having a meal with Mon, Perrin, and Lita. Lita calls Tay Colma Mon's old boyfriend. I think that line was just to show that Perrin occasionally throw some sh subtle shade at Mon Mothma to his daughter, which I'm not a fan of personally. Again, more reasons to not like Perrin. Mon asks Vel to lay low for a while, which of course she denies because Vel is committed to continuing her work for the Rebellion. And it seems like, I'm just predicting here, it seems like she's going to continue her mission in trying to find Cassian and of course potentially kill him. All right, back to Ferrix. We really just get a quick look at Bix just to let the viewer and remind the viewer that uh, Bix is really, really going through it here. She's definitely not looking great, definitely feeling bad for her. And I think that's the last check-in that we have of her in this episode, so that's definitely what that scene was for. Coruscant, Cyril is, and this is where this episode got weird for me personally. I was not seeing something like this coming. Cyril is outside the ISB headquarters waiting for Dedra. The ISB gave him a, quote, clean bill of health, which aided in his, aided in his promotion. Surreal is trying to thank her for what she is doing to find Andor. And Surreal is practically stalking Dedra. And he basically says that he suddenly feels like his life is worth living because of Dedra and because of her commitment to Cassian Andor. If I was Dedra in that moment, I would have straight up slapped this dude. Come on, man. What are you doing? 
at this point he's um, he 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 doesn't have a life. He's just committed to this Cassian Andor thing, which I guess as far as what we've seen from the surreal character is understandable because he is so so attached to the events that happened on Ferrix. He wants to get back as far as getting back to his authoritative position he wants to make up for all of that stuff he's dedicated and passionate about finding Cassian Andor so I get the fact that he wants to help or be involved with Dedra it was just the weird line for me of when he said he suddenly he feels like his life is worth living come on man have have some mental toughness there dude but anyway, that just anyway, anyway, I don't know what else to say to that. I just I, I don't really have sympathy for Surreal at this point because he's just been doing the same thing episode after episode after episode. And I think that's by design. I'm not complaining, by the way, this character has been written because I think that the what they're trying to portray with Surreal, they've done a great job with anyway. Dedra doesn't slap Cyril, but Dedra swears she will have Cyril in a cage on the outer rim if he continues to pursue Andor and her. And then we continue with Dedra in this moment. We follow her into the ISB headquarters where we learn that a rebel ship has been spotted and the pilot has been caught and is being held in a, in a destroyer off Steergard. And as soon as I heard Steergard, I know that's a, a location that's been mentioned a couple of times throughout this series so far and so that kind of set off a mental trigger for me and we did get answers to that in a later scene in just a second but we continue on Coruscant but we go to Tay and Mon who are talking money and trying to paper over the 400,000 credits Mon needs a loan and Tay wants Davo Davo Skulden to be involved since he is a wealthy banker but Mon thinks he's a thug so she's not a fan of it Davo wants to meet Mon Mothma and Coruscant, and we kind of cut from them there. I'm assuming she is going to reluctantly agree to this, but we'll see. So back to the ISB. They do now have this rebel pilot in custody. This rebel is one from Anto Krieger's group, which that's the guy that Luthen wanted Saul to meet with last episode. And the plan, as far as for the ISB is, is to foul the ship and have the pilot found dead in the cockpit to avoid Krieger finding out the Empire was involved. So a lot of dirty stuff going on here, but this is the second week in a row where this Anto Krieger guy has been mentioned so he's got to come into play at some point right if not we're definitely going to continue to hear about his group at least all right and then we get our final moments of the episode on narkina 5 where the squad is finishing up a day's worth of work Olaf is struggling even more and is unable to stand the losing table of people is fried right in front of everyone which for some reason that was news to me too I thought for some reason maybe the losers went to a separate room to get fried no they fry them just right there in front of everybody which is brutal but understandable as far as what the empire is going for here I guess Cassian asks for a doctor for Olaf as they're walking back to their cells uh, because Olaf is unable to continue back. He's unable to get back there. Kino and Cassian stay with Olaf as Melshi goes to the cell. A doctor does finally arrive. The doctor says there is nothing to save as he has had a massive stroke. 
The doctor begins to inject Olaf with a liquid to kill him. And we start to get some important quotes here. We've got this quote that says, Another week like this and you'll be begging for what he is getting. Which in my notes here I put immediately after that quote. Something really bad happened on level two, and it's just making its way around this entire prison. Olaf is officially passed, and Kino snaps, wanting to know what happened exactly on level two. And then here's a direct quote from the doctor. He says, they made a mistake. A man who was just released on four ended up back on two the next day. Word got out on the floor, and then they killed them all. Kino says, if he was released, the doctor cuts him off and says, you heard me. Cassian says, no one's getting out, are they? The doctor says, not now, not after this. Now, before I finish out the episode with one more important thing, I guess my current speculation, and this could be way off. Trust me, this could be way off. What I'm thinking might be going down here is that maybe they are injecting these prisoners on their after after their days have hit zero. Maybe they're injecting them with something to forget that they had just spent all those days in there, and then they're relocating them to a different level to serve even more time. Is that is that what's going on? Or maybe they're just being told to be quiet about it. I don't know, but it sounds like, I mean, that, that, that mistake, as far as a man who was released on four ended up back on two the next day, what's going on here? I'm dying to know. I'm assuming we might figure out next week. But anyway, again, I could be way off. Just let me know in the comments or on social media as if I'm way off or if you have personal theories on that. But as we finish out this episode, Cassian asks Kino how many guards are on each level, a question that he had asked Kino earlier in this episode, and Kino denied to answer it. But he actually responds, and Kino says, never more than 12. And simply here in my notes I have, he's in. This guy's going to lead this surgeons out of this prison he's gonna lead Cassian he's gonna lead Melshi he's gonna lead all of these guys from table five and things are gonna go down in next week's episode and I believe I said this in last week's pod breakdown of and or episode eight I believe I said that I think this is the middle chapter of the prison escape and then I think next week's is gonna be the last one so I do personally fully expect to see the actual prison break and then that way the final two episodes of this season can be focused on what's going down on Ferrix and getting Cassie and maybe even potentially face to face with Dedra but that's just me personally speculating I could be way off but overall we've made it through the entire episode overall another Gosh, this this show doesn't miss. The show has not missed yet. It's another great episode full of dialogue, not necessarily action, but it is so tense. Each and every single second of this episode is tense. I found myself not breathing yet again, yet again another week. I need to start checking my breathing each time I'm watching this show. It's just absolutely incredible. I do expect the action to crank up next week to see this prison outbreak. That's just my personal prediction, expectation. But when I go to next week's episode, whenever I get to watch it with, you know, the the birth of my son coming in the next week, I'm going to leave those expectations at the door because it might not happen next week, but that's just what I'm 
currently thinking. But yes, overall, great episode. I don't want to give it a number. I'm just going to leave it as it was top tier. Great. Love this show. Love this series. Love this Cassian Andor story that we're being told. If you love it, make sure that you stick around. You subscribe on YouTube. You follow us. Subscribe on our podcast platforms. You like. You rate us five stars. You do all of those great things to show us some love, to show Star Wars some love because we're just sharing our love for Star Wars and, uh, just join us if you want to love Star Wars. Join us here at Mando Talk on whatever platform you want to consume Mando Talk on. Well, there's my breakdown. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Mando Talk. Like I said up at the top, I'll definitely be hopping on anytime and every time that I can. But of course, like I said, right now, my top priority heading into next week is to become. A great father to my coming son. Uh, I'm not going to be like Anakin. I'm not going to fall to the dark side. I'm not going to be tempted by making sure that I record podcasts each and every single opportunity that I get as far as like I have to make these deadlines. I'm not doing that. That uh, The son's going to be the top priority for sure. But this podcast will continue. It's just, you know, I got to get used to this no- this new norm, you know. And so just stick around. Stay tuned. Follow us on socials at Mando Talk, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok to stay in the loop as far as when new podcast episodes drop. And maybe DJ will kind of get in the mix. Maybe he'll get uh, some more solo episodes going. We'll see. We, we've both got a lot going on right now in our personal lives. But, hey, we're going to continue to love Star Wars, and we'll continue to share that love here on Mando Talk. It's time for me to get out of here. I've done enough talking. You talk to me, though. Let me know down in the comments or on socials what you thought of this episode. Let me know if I missed anything. And, as always, let me get out of here with a We Have Spoken. Spoken.